Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Pre-Accident Podcast. I am your host. Uh, well, me and Elvis Costello today. I mean, what a special treat. That's um, Accidents will happen. I don't know if you know Elvis Costello. You should. Uh, if you don't, today's the introduction of him. If not, well, uh, or if you do, then I'm reinforcing information that you've known all along. And that is how cool Elvis Costello is and how few songs actually say the words accidents will happen, which is exactly the direction we're going to go with today's podcast. So today's podcast is one that um, is a bit controversial, but it's important for us to think about it. And I want to kick it around with you guys today because I, I think it's time and I don't think we have this discussion enough and we're going to really, really take on a sacred cow and it's an important sacred cow. So it's uh it's middle of the month. Everything's really exciting. I can't even actually. It's probably not the middle of the month. It's probably the beginning of the month. Oh, who knows? But because yeah, I can't even keep it straight because I have had too much time on an aeroplane between you and I and uh, the people who are listening in through your headset because they're they are they're paying attention to you right now. Don't look behind you, but they're totally eavesdropping on you even as we speak. Yeah, it's been um it's been pretty nutty. But I guess it's it's good. The nuttiness is good. There's a lot of great things going on right now, and um, and that's exciting because uh, a lot of improvement, especially around fatalities and serious injuries. I, I, as an as an industry, we've taken that on as a challenge, and I think that's good. That's another sacred cow we could talk about. But I think we finally sort of figured out that the things that hurt people are not the same things that kill people, and that's been. Believe it or not, that's that's been a relatively controversial message to get out there. I think what's happening, however, is the realization that um, the bias towards prevention has put us in a position where we don't have the right recovery things in place. And now we're starting to really focus on the recovery things. And it's all kind of tied together with today's topic. But it's really it's definitely keeping me busy. That's for sure. And then I've gotten really, really wrapped up in um in understanding how we, as a as an industry, uh, an industry that cares about reliability, how we've sort of taken on the moniker of uh, this new view and how the new view is really becoming more and more mainstream. That's been a big part of my travel, at least the last month or so. But it's been fun seeing you guys. I mean, I've really had a good time. And anytime I can be in the field um, watching people work or being a part of that, I think that's worthwhile as well. And of course, the big news is that uh, spring is on its way. And uh, really, that's all I care about is spring because all I really want to do is get the front garden going, get the outdoor TV up and running. Uh, it's up, but uh, running is probably the key word there. Get the uh, Get the lazy boys, the the lawn furniture lazy boys. I don't know if you guys know I have that. I have that. Get those out and uh, move from indoor winter living to outdoor um, summer living, which is something you can do pretty effectively in Santa Fe because the temperature is good, the humidity is low, and we have no bugs. I'm not saying that to rub it in. I know some of you are bug-laden, but we're kind of bug-free. I think it has to do with altitude. I don't know. I just learned today that water boils in Santa Fe. At my house, water boils at 197 degrees, just in case you're wondering. Now, if you're really smart, you can go and figure out what the altitude of my house is by that little scientific fact. That's 197 degrees Fahrenheit. Okay, so do the math. 
And uh, if you tell me what my altitude is, you win a prize. I'll, I'll think of something. There must be something I can give you. I must have something. Yeah, there's probably something. I got enough stuff in here that it's probably um, it probably will suffice. So, um, yeah, but other than that, things are good. I hope you're doing well as well. I hope everything is wonderful as we progress through yet another season into the kind of the fun time season. That's good. And uh, exciting things will happen. I'm almost guaranteeing it. As much as I can closely guarantee it, I'm guaranteeing it. So uh, that takes us into sort of the lineup for today's podcast. In today's podcast, I just kind of want to have a discussion with you. So if you'll give me some time to have a discussion, um, and it's a discussion that I would actually suggest you ought to have with your organization. And it's a discussion that probably we should have had a long time ago, but we took a different angle. And we took a different approach to this problem, and uh, and that's kind of what Elvis Costello was singing about. Accidents will happen. That's a little teaser. Sit back and relax as you listen to this podcast, a discussion on a mighty sacred cow in the world of safety and reliability. So let's start our discussion on today's podcast, on the pod, with this phrase. Not all accidents are preventable. And it's strange to me, maybe not strange, maybe I should take that back. It's interesting to me at a lot of different levels how we got crosswise on a piece of information that we all know is not true. I mean, it's just not true. My guess is, is that we took the moral high ground And the belief is, is that we have to know that we can prevent every accident because we don't want to work in a place that doesn't seek to prevent accidents. And so morally, I understand the statement. What I don't understand is how we've so incredibly effectively have sent this signal out throughout our industries, wherever you are, almost worldwide, to a point where People really believe that when a bad thing happens, it happened not because there was energy without controls that actually caused an undesirable consequence and cost us money, time, energy, and privilege. We actually think that accidents happen because the organization or the supervision or the leadership or most likely the worker failed to prevent the accident from happening. And what's interesting to me about that at every level, is that really runs counter with the definition of accident. So an accident is an unintentional deviation from an expected outcome. Eric Honnagel describes accidents as the, as the normal combination of variabilities to get an unwanted outcome. So you combine normal variability in such a way that it creates failure. Ultimately, the definition of accident is, is, is accident. I mean, you can't really define a term by using the same term. But accidents are unexpected, undesired, uh, unpredicted anomalies that happen in our systems. They, they, they happen without warning. And what's amazing to me is that we've built uh, an entire mythology, an entire folklore, I mean, big industry out of this, under the belief that every accident is preventable. I I remember presenting with Scott Geller a couple years ago, and 
I used the word accident and Scott turned to me and he said, I don't use that word. And I don't allow anyone who works with me to use that word. Accidents happen to two-year-olds. These are workplace failures that are a product of unsafe behaviors. Well, okay, but I mean, that's not true because accidents happen all the time. And they're not incredibly unusual and not all of them have a high consequence. But by definition, they're accidents. Now, here's where I'll tell you it becomes true. Every accident is preventable after it's happened. So with the power of retrospect, and retrospect is a mighty powerful tool, right? With the power of retrospect, you can always go back and absolutely identify, if not the place, many places where the outcome could have been avoided completely. I mean, that's how stop work gets weaponized, is we don't use stop work as a as really a prevention strategy, we oftentimes weaponize stop work so that it becomes something we hold workers culpable to. You failed to call stop work before the unwanted outcome, the accident, happened. Well, that strikes me as kind of ridiculous. Well, it's unfair and ridiculous. And the reason it's ridiculous is because had they known the accident were going to happen, My guess is, just based upon the sheer amount of bureaucratic weight we put on investigations and interviews and written statements and lawyers and safety talks and stand-downs, my guess is any worker in their right mind would have prevented the accident from happening. And our challenge really is to understand how to change that belief but not affront the moral fabric of the organization. So when we say not all accidents are preventable, we're not saying we think organizations should have accidents because we think organizations are morally decrepit and they should, in fact, hurt people. And if you make that argument, that's an extreme case argument that really doesn't hold water because you're sort of giving up the fact that accidents aren't predictable. If they were predictable then it's not an accident. But because this is a surprise condition, this sort of anomaly, this this kind of outlier happened and it created this outcome, I actually think our challenge as an organization is to really teach ourselves this idea. Accidents are not all preventable. And because they're not all preventable, we have to build systems and processes rules and regulations, outcomes that have the ability to manage for consequence. The failure will happen, but when the failure happens, does it happen gracefully? Does it happen gently? Does it happen extensively? Thank you, David Woods. Or does it happen safely? And that challenge in thinking, that conversation, I'll bet you a dollar, that conversation, if you had it in your organization, would be met with some pushback. And it's because we've told people that morally all accidents must be preventable. But in reality, it's just not true. Let's look at this a little deeper and build a case for this because I actually think this conversation is one we should have had a long time ago. So where does this all start? 
or how did this all get started? Well, my guess is um, it's uh, a problem that's been around a while, and it probably has more to do with what Nietzsche would call existentialism, sort of man's ultimate desire to find meaning and purpose and reasons for why bad things happen. But I think it really takes its origin in the safety and reliability world in probably, I would think, nineteen late 1920s, 30s. In fact, you can see artifacts of every accident being preventable in Heinrich and Heinrich's pyramid model. It's clear that ultimately they want to reduce low-level accidents to reduce high-level accidents. We've talked about this before. Those are really interesting ideas. And those ideas, coupled with the fact that people want to do what's right and nobody wants anybody to get hurt, built really a strong case that the problem was a better company, a, a company with a better safety program. And you could actually interpret that to better workers have fewer accidents. Better workers prevent bad things from happening. And I think that idea is so powerful and so remarkable that it kind of stuck. And what's happened is it's it's caused us to think as a, as a community, as an industry, as a really as a global force, it's caused us to think that our problem is around prevention. And I'll grant you, because I think it's worth saying, prevention is vital and it's very important. We prevent things from happening all the time. In fact, it would be hard to count how many things we've actually prevented from happening. The challenge is, is prevention in and of itself enough? And if we believe that all accidents are preventable, then the answer to that is, yeah, prevention's what we have to do. If we prevented the accident, we would never have the accident. And that's led entire industries to form and grow and billions of dollars to be made in, in creating an environment where what we're telling people is that you need to prevent every bad thing from happening. And if you don't, if a bad thing happens... The failure is on the prevention side of the equation. Now, when you look at the non-technical description of this, so if you talk to a bunch of process safety engineers, they will tell you, and they've got tremendous amount of data to support this, that you actually plan accidents into your process, right? And, and that is, a, in essence, kind of the very definition of recovery. But on the non-technical side, the safety culture side, the human belief side, we've really built that same rigid amount of linear control over prevention into a very non-linear, holistic, human-filled, human-centered world. And what we're doing in a way is determining righteousness, goodness and badness based upon the presence of an accident. An accident, remember, is an unexpected combination of normal performance variabilities. It's, uh, it's an unexpected, unwanted, undesired outcome. An accident is more like a surprise than it is like a process failure. Depending on 
how you look at that accident and what you see. The other challenge we have in understanding the origin of this is that management almost always deals with accidents in retrospect. And if you deal with accidents in retrospect, then prevention becomes remarkably clear. In fact, what becomes unclear is how incredibly unusual it would have been for the workers to have imagined the outcome that happened. While they're doing work, they have no idea, no earthly idea that the outcome that is about to happen could possibly happen. And that's created a strong background, a retrospective bias is the word we'd use for it, so that leaders look at events after they've happened and they clearly can cherry pick. They can go back in time and clearly pick out all the opportunities where the event actually could have been successfully thwarted. It could have been successfully stopped before it had consequence. Those two couplings historically have created the environment we're in today. And it's shifting, there's no question. But that's a huge part of how we want to think about this idea that accidents will happen. So what's the path forward other than fighting the good fight and having these discussions? Well, I want you to think of this argument not so much as an argument of theory or an argument of practice, but really a philosophical shift in the way we manage systems and create successful failure. The only reason this argument matters, really the only reason, is because we have to break through and talk about the fact that accidents happen in order to build the reinforcement, resources, time, energy, effort, skill, knowledge, ability, to build in systems that have the luxury of failing safely. And perhaps the automotive industry is the place we ought to take our cues. Because the automotive industry, a long time ago, gave up on the idea that the goal is to prevent accidents. What the automotive industry says is that accidents are normal and that accidents happen. And when they do happen, those accidents need to be facilitated in such a way that the consequences manage to the least possible denominator. And in a way, this is kind of what Perot talks about in normal accident thinking. But the challenge is, is to realize that once we start to build robust recovery into a system, then in fact, we can again go back and look at prevention because the robust recovery allows us to be smarter about understanding the conditions that had to exist to create the environment in which an accident can happen. Hallnagel's definition, an accident is an unexpected combination of normal performance variabilities, allows us to really look at both the prevention and the recovery side. But it's interesting. I've come to think over time where once we started with prevention and then did recovery as almost a secondary part of the equation, the, the other side of the bow tie, if you will, now what I'm starting to realize is perhaps we start with recovery 
And that makes us smarter towards prevention. It's just an idea that you ought to think about. I, I, I don't know, really, if these things that we talk about are right or wrong, but I'm not sure that's the purpose. It's certainly not the purpose of this podcast. This podcast is really here to help you understand that fundamentally, if we believe accidents are all preventable, then what happens is all our resources, time, energy, effort, and most importantly, thinking goes into reconstructing not the accident that happened, but the way the organization or the organization's people failed to prevent the accident. And my suggestion is that that then causes us to learn the wrong things. And if we learn the wrong things, then we clearly take that wrong learning and fix the wrong things. That challenge is really at its root why the notion of all accidents are preventable. Accidents will happen, if we can quote Elvis Costello one more time, becomes such a profound understanding and an important part of the discussions we have. Think it over. All accidents are not preventable. So that's the podcast for today. What do you think about that, huh? I mean, uh, it's an interesting time to be around. That's all I can say. I, I, I'm probably a little overly fixated on this, perhaps. Is that possible? Could it be? But I think this one, this idea that accidents are all preventable has become such a moral flag to carry, a, a banner that we carry into the workplace. And, and it's not bad. I don't, I don't want to be attacked by everyone from Australia for, you know, being bad. I, it's, it's, it's not the wrong thing to say. The problem is, is it creates the wrong thinking. And, and really, that's what, that's what we deal with is, is how do we get people, leaders especially, but people in our organizations to think differently about resilience and reliability? Because if we always think it's a failure of prevention, right, every accident is preventable, then what happens is we're always going to put all our emphasis around this notion of prevention. <clears throat> and I'm not sure that's going to take us to where we want to go to. That was an interesting little cough in the middle of that thing. I don't know. Kick it around and see what you think. Because I'm bold enough to tell you that this is an open discussion. And that's why we have these podcasts. In fact, that's why you're here is to have these podcasts. I mean, we get to have this conversation together, you and I. Hang out on the pod and think about ideas that are worth thinking about. So that is uh, pretty much the podcast for today. Pulled that one out, didn't I? Huh, barely made it. That's all that matters. Learn something new every single day. Have as much fun as you possibly can. And for goodness sakes, be safe. <laughs>